Good morning to the land of social media. I'm Clement Palmer III. Welcome to another episode of Bible Topics. I'm broadcasting on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter at DRC Palmer 3, LinkedIn, and podcasts. If you're interested in a particular topic, please let me know on YouTube. If you appreciate this message, also go to YouTube, check, like, and subscribe. If you want a particular private prayer, please let me know on the website, www.drclemmypalmer.com. The sole purpose is to save souls. Some things are more difficult to understand than others. Some things are just outright difficult to understand. I'm sure Abraham and some of our church fathers would say we need faith in order to understand instead of the other way around. Because to seek proof is in some ways to admit doubt. To obtain proof is to make faith unnecessary. And I know one thing for sure in Hebrews eleven six: without faith, it is impossible to please God. We must believe. The death of Lazarus will stretch us to the max. I want to talk about the death of Lazarus this morning. If we can accept this sign, this miracle, then we can accept easier Jesus' resurrection. The death of Lazarus. Please go to John chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. And I'll be reading from the New International Version. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Amen. The title this morning do you believe this? For the record, this Bethany is located about a half a mile to two miles, depending on your source, east of Jerusalem on the eastern slope of the Mount of Olives. This is not to be confused with Bethany in John 1.28, where John the Baptist was baptized on the other side of the Jordan. Lazarus, two sisters, Mary depicted in Luke 10.39 and John 12.3, sits at Jesus' feet. This is the posture of a learning disciple. Also in 12.3, she's also anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. Attending to the feet of a guest was the work of servants. Mary is showing an act of humility and devotion to my Lord. Her wiping of Jesus' feet with her hair is remarkable since Jewish women rarely unbound their hair in public. Martha, in Luke 10, 38, is depicted as being anxious to be hospitable to Jesus and his disciples. Remember, it reads, a woman named Martha opened her door to Jesus and his disciples. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. We do the same thing sometimes. When somebody comes to our house, we say, I got to clean the bathroom, I got to clean the kitchen, then spread out to the whole house. Martha said, Lord, tell my sister to help me. 
Jesus replied, Martha, Martha, you are upset about many things, but a few things are needed, and indeed one, referring to himself. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Church, if you choose Jesus, it will not be taken away from you. While Martha's work was important, it was not the most important thing Jesus was. 11.3, so the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Listen to this. They didn't say Lazarus is sick, which would have been appropriate and accurate. They didn't say our brother is sick. They said, Lord, the one you love is sick. This is a touching hint <clears throat> excuse me, at the close friendship that Jesus had with Lazarus. Something about the closeness. It's like us saying the family down the street had three boys, but I played with the middle one more. Or the family in church had twin daughters. I talked to the older sister more. Something unique about certain relationships. All those Sunday school teachers are good, but the one with the gray hair taught me. <clears throat> Excuse me. 11.3, most people feel that Lazarus was not yet dead when he hears this report. It says in the Bible, Lazarus was not yet dead when Jesus hears the report. Certainly, he was not dead when the sister sent the message. So the sister sent the word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Don't miss the real purpose behind Lazarus' sickness. Jesus did not mean Lazarus would not die, but that death would not be the final outcome of the sickness. Lazarus would die but he would be raised from the dead. Therefore, the real purpose of the sickness was the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. In other words, God allowed this to happen so Jesus would come and raise Lazarus from the dead, pointing to more evidence that Jesus is the Messiah, a sign. I know we like to say miracles, but John liked to emphasize the word sign. Uh, a miracle is an event or a happening or some kind of event, but signs always point to God through Jesus. A sign always point to God through Jesus. Verse 5, 11, 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. Normally, when we hear the news that someone is sick, especially someone we love, we will drop everything we're doing and go see the person. Or if we can't get there, send a card or something like that. I'll send a message. The question, how would you feel if the person you know or claim to love you visits you several days after you have been sick, gone to the emergency room, and I already been in the hospital. We can reason incorrectly that if Jesus really loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, then he would have dropped everything he was doing 
and went to them in a hurry. The Bible states that Jesus stayed where he was two more days. A few points I would like to make about this. One scholar said that Jesus was likely in a city called Bethania, which is probably about 100 miles northeast of Jerusalem. Now, a good deal of walking on Roman road would cover approximately 20 miles. So at that rate, it'll take him about five days to travel from Bethania to Bethany. And then he stayed two extra days on top of that. Number two, the decision to delay going uh, to uh, check on Lazarus did not result in Lazarus' death. Jesus already supernaturally knew Lazarus' plight. And Jesus greatly strengthened Lazarus' family's faith by raising Lazarus from the dead. Look at it as an act of love, just playing his love. And number four, you know, there are skeptics now. There's always been skeptics about Jesus. There were skeptics back then. There are skeptics all over, everywhere. Some say Jesus did not really come down from heaven. And some are sarcastic to say, well, how many miles is it from earth to heaven anyway? I'm going to address that on another topic, maybe in a few weeks. He never walked on water. He didn't turn water into wine. They probably had some wine in the back room somewhere. Or how in the world comments. How in the world can one feed 5,000 people? with two fish and five loaves. Actually, the, the miracle is bigger than that. He actually fed more than 5,000. That just included the men, the women, and the children ate too. By the way, the feeding of the 5,000 is the only miracle in all the gospel other than the resurrection of Christ. But the Bible states that Jesus stayed where he was two more days. The delay also was to ensure that Lazarus had been dead long enough that no one could misinterpret the sign as a fraud or a mere resuscitation. God delays are not God's denials. If our prayers aren't answered immediately, perhaps he's teaching us to wait and he will answer our prayers in a much more marvelous way than we can ever anticipate. See, Jesus go by divine time. Not even his love for Mary, Martha, and Lazarus could force Christ to change his timeline. Everything that Christ did was in obedience to his Father's will, according to a divine timetable. 11.7, and he says to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews there tried to stone you. And you were going back? They couldn't understand it. It's like in modern times, we get out of Watts, California, and we want to go back to Watts. We leave Selma, Alabama, and we say we're going back to Selma. Or worldwide, we've been in North Korea, and we're out of North Korea. We say we want to go back to North Korea. Remember, Two incidents, at least, where we know Jews wanted to stone Jesus in John chapter 8 and John chapter 10. Chapter 8, Jesus made a, was making claims about himself. 
And so the Jews kept bringing up their father, Abraham, just kept bringing him up. Jesus said, your father, Abraham, since you want to keep bringing him up so much, rejoiced at the thought of my day. He saw it and was glad. And the Jews replied, you're not yet 50 years old. Have you seen Abraham? And he knew if he wasn't 50 years old, he couldn't have seen Abraham. Abraham, that was, Abraham occurred, walked the earth about 2,000 years before that. Jesus replied, I guess Jesus was thinking, so if you want to go there and go out like that and say, if I've seen Abraham, I got something for you. Jesus said, before Abraham was born, I am. So they picked up stones then. They was ready to stone him. Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple ground. The next example, John chapter 10, the Jews asked Jesus, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, just tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works that I do in my father's name testify about me. You do not believe me because you're not my sheep. And he may have been okay, but he kept on, Jesus kept on talking after that. See, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. Uh-oh. And they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one will snatch them out of my father's hand. Here it is. I and the father are one. Again, they picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many signs from my father. Which of these do you stone me? And the Jews said, we're not stoning you for your signs and your good work, but for blasphemy, because you ain't nothing but a mere man. Make yourself equal to God. You claiming to be God. Church, that was the whole point. Jesus said, I give my sheep eternal life. I and the Father are one. Who else can forgive sins and raise the dead? Back to the text. Then Jesus said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, a short while ago, they wanted to stone me. Going back, Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in daylight will not stumble. What they see by the world's light. But if a person walks at night, they shall stumble. They have no light. Now, during the light of the sun, most people work. And when darkness came, they stopped. The proverbial saying has a deeper meaning. As long as the sun performed the Father's will during the daylight time of his ministry, mm, he was safe. But a time would come that God designed that his ministry would end and he would stumble in death. Nighttime of his ministry. Jesus was emphasized that as long as he was on earth doing God's will, he would safely complete God's purpose. Verse 11, 11. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. 
Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. Then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Mm, Uh-oh. Now, Jesus first said he was asleep. Now he's saying he's dead. And we know Jesus ain't never lied. So what's going on? Jesus was talking about, he was using a biblical idiom. And I'll explain those later. He was talking about sleep as an idiom. Jesus was using sleep like in 1 Kings, Daniel, and John. And he said, for your sake, I'm glad I was not there. So that you may believe, let us go to him. Falling asleep is a biblical idiom referring to death. Normally, the imagery had no direct connotations with the idea of waking up. And it, but if you keep reading the Bible, that was that was added on later. That's why you got to read the whole Bible, not part of the Bible, not just an Old Testament, not just the New Testament, the whole Bible. Example in 1 Kings 2.10, it reads, So David slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. 1 Kings 11.43, And Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father, and Rehoboam his son reigned in his stead. 1 Kings 14.20, And and in the days when Jeroboam reigned were two and twenty years, and he slept with his father, and Nadab his son reigned in his stand. Now just keep reading. Look at this shift. Daniel 12, 2. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Hmm. John 5, 28. About waking up now. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and shall come forth. Amen. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life. And they that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. Back to the text, 14. So then he told them plain that Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there. That you may bleed, let us go to him. Verse 15 is an interesting verse. For your sake, I'm glad I was not there, Jesus is talking. That you may bleed, let us go to him. Jesus said, I'm glad I was not there. Remember, he loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. Jesus was not glad that Lazarus had died, but glad that he was not in Bethany at the same time. What's the point? Church, nowhere in the New Testament that a person died in the presence of Jesus. The disciples will see a greater sign than the prevention of death. Wise men and women say, announce the prevention is worth a pound of cure, and that is true. But to Jesus, to God, curing someone is just as easy as preventing a condition. Remember, he can create you from the dust of the ground. He can prevent a condition. He can cure a condition. He can resuscitate you, and he can resurrect you from the dead. In this case, Jesus decided he wanted to raise Lazarus from the dead. In this way, their faith would be strengthened. Therefore, the Lord said he was glad he was not there and had not uh, been at Bethany. Verse 15, he added that you may believe. The Lord was not implying that his disciples did not believe him already. Church, they had to believe something to follow Jesus. Jesus, Or you can argue they were just playing the odds. 
want to be on Jesus' side just in case he was the real Messiah. That's gambling. I don't believe that argument because there were too many threats on Jesus' life and they were going to get the disciples uh, when they got Jesus. There was too many threats. The sign that they were about to see in Bethany would be greater and it would strengthen their faith. Therefore, Jesus urged them to go with him. Verse 15, for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, but let us go to him. So he wanted to show his disciples something and also the Jews around. Then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Hmm. This seemed to be a two-part message. Thomas' words reflect loyal devotion and at the same time, pessimism over the fact that they all probably will die. Thomas reasoned that if Jesus go back to Jerusalem, because Bethany is about a half to two miles from Jerusalem, that Jesus would be killed. Remember the Jews wanted to stone him in chapter 8 when Jesus said, before Abraham was born, I am. And in 10, Jesus said, I am the father, I won. So, so they remembered this. And if the disciples had been with Jesus, Thomas reasoned they would all be killed too. But some writers try to make Thomas look discouraged. Thomas' fears were not unrealistic in the face of bitter hostility toward Jesus. Remember, uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, had not the Lord protected the disciples in the garden, they may have all been arrested and executed. Remember John 18. Again, Jesus asked them, who is it you want? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said, I told you I am he. If you're looking for me, let these men go. Talk about his disciples. This happened so the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Jesus is saying that not any of his disciples had been lost. Outside of the one who God knew from the beginning would be lost. That also applies to Christians. He would not lose you. You can't lose Jesus. He has you in his hand. Get back to the text on Jesus' arrival. He found that Lazarus had already been in the grave four days. Rabbinic teaching. Is from the third century on now that on once three days had passed, death was found. That's just what they taught. It is uncertain whether this belief was coming in the first century when Jesus walked. Burial was normally uh, almost immediately after death because decomposition would set in quickly. So this fourth day in John's gospel emphasized the magnitude of this sign for the Jews did not embalm the fourth day past three days it's not good English but it's like saying he's real dead now now you know you can't be real dead you either did or you lie but he's dead they were sure of that text 11 18 now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed home. Now I have a confession. Years ago, I used to have a problem at how Martha was talking to my Savior. 
I used to be a little bit upset with mom how she was talking to him. Um, but she was telling the truth. So I've changed over the years. Lord, mother said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. See, I took it like this at first. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But what if she was coming out of a, a bereavement position? Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Either way, she was telling the truth. Nowhere in the New Testament somebody died in the presence of Jesus. But she also told the truth in the next verse. But I know even now, God will give you whatever you ask. But I know even now, God will give you whatever you ask. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said, look, look at her, theological mind. I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Oh, and then Jesus came out of just blew my head wide open. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me would never die. Do you believe this? In closing, you know the rest of the story. I want to leave you with two questions. Do you believe this? The one who believes in me, Jesus said, will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Is it a greater deed to create man and a woman than to raise them from the dead? Do you believe? Church, you better get on board while this day. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. But will have the light of life. I am the gate. Will be entered through me. Will be saved. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Amen. 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 Lord, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to have eternal life in your presence. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Excuse me. I will see you in two weeks. If it's the Lord's will. And the creek don't lie. Amen.